welcome back to MILF University Podcast. This is officially episode three. I'm very excited. Yes, me too. I'm your host, Scarlett. I'm Sherielle, and today we're going to be talking about, we're going to be doing a deep dive into our mommy issues. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. I feel like this is trauma bonding. I think it is. It's like a therapy sesh that we need because we... Have mommy issues. I Very think that's a thing. That. No, 100%. And I feel like it's not talked about enough. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of girls focus on like more daddy issues, but I don't really hear like mommy issues talked about a lot. So I like to relate to people and I always feel like I'm not alone when I hear other people kind of talk about their situations. So yeah, that's the goal. I just want everyone to feel like they're not alone. And if you're going through something similar, then let's just all, you know, kind of vent and be there for each other. Yeah, exactly. And we can't be the only ones out here with toxic moms. So absolutely. <laughs> I know we're not the only only ones. But um, I want to know your peak and your pick. Oh, gosh. I need time to think. What's your peak of Okay, pit? I guess I'll go first. So I will say my pit first. So Enzo has been a totally different baby. I should say toddler this past week. In a good it's way? Like, no. Oh. It's like right when Monday hit, a flip switched. And he has been a totally different baby. Like, it's been such a rough week for me. Like, it's been very, like, overwhelming and exhausting and tiring and hard. Um, I think because he's, like, nearing two, like, he's mm-hmm. almost two, and I hate calling it terrible twos because it's not terrible, but it's just a lot um, to, like, go through for him because they just have such big feelings, and it's not like he can straight up tell me, like, he talks a lot, but he's not forming sentences like, hey, mom, I'm having a really bad day today or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, it's just been a lot. He hasn't wanted to be, like, the past week has been eating... Like applesauce for breakfast, raisins for lunch, and like a peanut butter jelly for dinner. And like he hasn't lost any weight, thankfully, because like that's of course was my concern. Like, oh my gosh, how is he surviving off of like snacks? He doesn't want to eat, he doesn't want to do anything, so he doesn't want to play, and he's like throwing fits easily. So, you know what? I'm just like trying to tell myself, like, of course, I'm patient with him because he's just a, a, a toddler, you know? So. It happens, but we're just nearing two, so yeah. it's been a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm not ready for that. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a lot, but I know it's only temporary. He's only going to, like, go through these feelings for now. I'm sure there's going to be another phase, and I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But for right now, this week, it's been really tough, um, but we're getting through it. Yeah, and that's so odd for Enzo too because he's so chill he's like the chillest kid ever (laughs) and it's like he's a totally different baby like he loves to eat and he loves to sleep oh and his naps are usually like two and a half three hours and lately they've been like an hour and a half oh yeah it was like that the other week oh my gosh like it has been he doesn't want to go back to sleep no he's just up and he's (laughs) ready and like I'll kind of like leave him there for 15 minutes like to see if he'll go back to sleep but no nope um, and my peak would probably be going on a double date tomorrow. Yes. I'm excited I'm so for excited. that. I'm really excited. We've never been on a double date our, what, six years of friendship? <laughs> Literally. Never. Ever. Never. All these years we've never been on a double uh-huh. date. I don't even think our husbands have really, like, talked to each other. Yeah, formally they have not met. I think, yeah, I can't even think yeah. of a time they've oh, no, actually wait, one met. Day, one day at our old house, you and Kyle came over. We had, like... 
I don't know for what. I think we had like just a couple people over. I remember that. Honestly, though, I feel like Kyle, like, you just, he kind of has not, I don't want to say social anxiety, but he's, like, shy. Same. He's, like, around people I don't know. Yeah, but, like, once he opens up, like, he's very, like, he's so much fun to talk to. So, I feel like they get along. Like, yeah. they're both really chill. So, I do that'll be fun and interesting. Kyle talks to me now. Like, I feel like we were, like, shy around each other because we both have social anxiety. But I remember at Enzo's first birthday party, he, like... Met me at the door and, like, walked me back. And he yeah. was so sweet. We uh-huh. talked to the whole time. So yeah. I think tomorrow will go good. I think so, too. <laughs> and I'm just ready to eat Korean barbecue. And let's I'm eat is so that. good. Like, you're going to love it. I'm so excited. Yeah. The only thing is Kyle's not going to eat because he's on prep. Well, cheap dinner. Yeah. So he doesn't have to pay for the both of us. And he'll probably bring his meal. But he's, like, so used to doing that. So he, it's he not, like. He did that at Melting Pot one time. We yes. Went, we went. Yeah. So oh, wait. We did. We kind of double dated oh, yeah. at Melting Pot. Oh, yeah. We did for my birthday. <laughs> but my dad and brother were there. Yeah, your dad and brother were there. Yeah, that's right. That was a long time ago. I feel like that was from, like, my 23rd birthday or something. Yeah. That was four years ago. We're not going to talk about our age. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so let's move on to your peak and pit. You've had time. So my pit is... Okay, so my peak and pit are both Carmella. Okay. Um, Mom life. (laughs) Mom life, for real. My pit is probably her teething. I think she's teething. Yes. I I don't know because I don't know what I'm looking for, really. But... Like, I've Googled it, and I've tried to, like, look at her gums, and I, they're swollen. I don't see, like, a tooth coming in, but they're oh, swollen. Like, the whole thing. Uh-huh. That's a big sign of teething is the swelling. And she's so grumpy and so fussy. Like, she'll wake up, and 30 minutes later, she's, like, crying. And I'm like, girl, what is wrong? I have to, like, fully entertain her, which is very unlike her. Like, she's, she's like, an independent player, like, kind yeah. of girl. But, yeah, she's just going through it. And so I gave her some Tylenol. So that always helps. Yeah. I always have to give like when Enzo's teething or even like if he's sick or anything, Tylenol or like teething oil. They, there's like these little teething tablets that are a godsend. Can you send those I have to, to me? send those too. They're dissolvable. So she doesn't have to. They're not like pills. But oh my gosh, like till this day, I still give it to Enzo and they are a godsend. <laughs> yeah, literally. send me the link. I need those. Yeah. Um, Literally anything that helps. And we're not even in like the the... The thick of it. The thick of it. That's <laughs> what I'm looking for. We're not even in the thick of it yet, so I can't imagine because it's already pretty rough. Um, so, yeah, that's the pit. The peak is another Carmella because this week's been big for her. She started sitting up. She rolls over now, which she's she's a late roller over. I know, but that's trouble now. Once they yeah. start rolling over, like, you really have to watch them, especially when you, like, put them on the bed and they just start, like, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, like, roll on her side. She's slow. She does yeah. it, but she's slow. She'll roll on her side and then just kind of look and then continue the process. But, yeah, so she's six months and 10, no, 11 days. So she's kind of <gasps> late to the party on that, but oh she's doing gosh. it. Oh, my gosh. She's going to be sick. I know I'm so sad. Half a year. I'm so sad. Oh, it's bittersweet though. It's bittersweet. I'm like, I can't believe how fast time goes by with a kid. I really can't. Like, I'm, I'm just like, how? But yeah. So her rolling over, her um sitting up. What else is she doing? Oh, her new thing now is like reaching. Like if she's like in her like little play jumper thing, she'll like like if I walk by, she'll reach up like to, oh, for me to get her. I love that. <laughs> so that's really fun. Those are all the new things for this week. It, it's crazy. Oh, Every so week's something cute. new. I know. And they just like, 
honestly, like you say, um, like she's a late bloomer with stuff like that, but she's just gonna like from here on out, she's just gonna keep like doing new things and it's just gonna be so fun. But then at the same time, like it's exciting to see, but then on the other hand, you're kind of like, oh, I know, my baby growing up. Like, oh my gosh, she can sit up alone. She doesn't yeah, need me. I know. <laughs> she's going off to college. Right? <laughs> she's moving out. I know. Oh my gosh. So tell me the hot goss. I don't have TikTok. I don't have like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm so behind on stuff. You're behind on everything. Yeah. Y'all, Sherry, y'all needs TikTok. TikTok is like the news. <laughs> it's like the new news. I I, I would agree. I don't know why. I don't have a specific reason. Like I'm not anti-TikTok or anything. I just feel like with Instagram, it's like already hard. I don't know why. Like it's just a lot. Like all like the news outlets on Instagram and the reels. But it's so Instagram. I feel like the reels is like not as organized as TikTok. Like I feel like TikTok. Is sure, so I can organized. see that. Yeah. Even Zach got a TikTok. He claims he doesn't look at it, but he got it. So if people send him videos, he can see it. Because now, if I want to send you something, I have to like oh, save the video. Yeah. It saves to my phone, and then I have to text it to you, or I could just like send you the link straight. From so it. Kyle doesn't have TikTok either, and like we don't have a specific reason. Like neither of us have discuss why we don't but it's like I also made a new Facebook and I have like 20 friends on it and I'm so happy with that like I'm fine you get a lot of likes though like everyone yeah. likes your yeah. stuff, which is great <laughs> but it's like I don't know I feel like TikTok and also I don't know if it would be good for my bank account because like I already and I see that yeah and like another thing is I feel like I'm such a long-form content girly no so, so now let me stop you there okay now on TikTok there's videos that can be up to three minutes long. Okay, but I'm more of like a long, long. Like I like 30 minute, 40 minute vlogs. Like, YouTube. You have yeah. YouTube for that. I love YouTube. When you feel like just like scrolling through and laughing, TikTok. Okay. Because, and I say that because I feel like reels are just recycled TikToks. Like when I True. get on reels, I'm like, or Zach will send me something and I'm like, haha, like I saw that like last week. I can see funny. that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like funny, haha. But um, yeah, I can totally see that. I don't know. I just. So the thing that's been on my For You page on TikTok right now is the Britney Spears drama, which you said you haven't heard about yet. I have not. So you need to fill me in on that. So, you know, Britney Spears was in a conservatorship, right? And she got... I do know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She got out of the conservatorship a year and a half ago. Well, supposedly she's quote unquote free, but everyone's saying... Well, I don't know if you've looked at her Instagram page lately. No, I don't follow her. Okay. You should. It's really interesting. Okay. (laughs) So she was posting, um, she posts like videos in her house dancing. If you've ever looked at it okay, before. Okay, I have seen some of those videos because they've been reposted by like e yes. and stuff like that. It's the same thing pretty much. Okay. Like it's the weird captions that are so bizarre. Very cryptic. Cryptic. And then she'll okay. delete the caption. But like the videos are all her dancing. Well, anyways, there's like these TikToks that have been going around of people who like slow down the video and stuff and really like analyze it and they're saying that the video is green screened which if you look at it I'll have to show you some um like when we are done with this podcast because you'll die like it's fully green screen you can tell because around her body it's like blurry no yeah but why and then it's so like for someone who's her level of fame and her level of money and just her level of success like all of her pictures are blurry as fuck um it's giving android Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and I'm no like, offense to any Android What users, is going but... on? And then there was a video um, that like blew up recently where someone slowed the video down and she's like dancing, kind of like putting her hand over her face, like doing like a dance move. And you can see the filter glitch. 
And people are like, well, maybe it's a beauty filter. Like, I'm sorry, but Britney Spears, the way with her smoky eye and looking like a crackhead lately. No offense to Britney. Yeah. We love uh-huh. her, but, you know. We love Britney. You know what I mean? Like, no, she's not, she doesn't have a beauty filter on. Like, I haven't seen a beauty filter. I don't think she like would, that. she cares enough to exactly. go out of her way to do a beauty filter. Exactly. So people are saying, A, either there's someone who is close to her that is using like a Britney Spears filter or it's like... Oh, you know, like a deep fake or whatever? Yes, a deep <gasps> fake. Or they're saying it's like... um, Because you know how AI is taking over everything. Oh my gosh, which is so creepy and weird. I don't like it's AI. It's so creepy and weird. That's how they did... Um, Because you know Paul Walker died and they finished the Fast and Furious mm. movie. Which I've never seen those movies, but I saw this on TikTok too. Uh, that they finished the movie with AI. Like see, it, I think that's weird. I don't like AI. Yeah. But. So I'm like, if they could do it for that, they could do it for her. Yeah, 100%. So it's really bizarre. So I just feel like if – and oh, she's never been seen in public besides that once at the restaurant. So it's just weird. I feel like if she was truly free, she would be out doing things. Like, So I feel like now, since she's not under the conservatorship of her father – Right. So does that mean, because she's married now, so does that mean she's under the conservatorship of her husband? So that leads me into something else. So there was this video of Aaron Carter, R.I.P. Okay. Aaron Carter, mm-hmm. who R.I.P. suspiciously died of a suicide, which is also really right. weird. Anyway, I saw that. different story for a different day. Was that my dog? I think so. I just wanted to make a little <laughs> appearance. Or... Um, so Aaron Carter... Put out was doing a live or something. I also saw this on TikTok. I get all my information from TikTok, so if it's wrong, that's why. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> quote us. We're not CNN or whatever. <laughs> but Aaron Carter did a live and was saying that Britney Spears's husband Sam was hired for whatever reason to like keep an eye on her. And then there was mm-hmm. also a video of Britney Spears's ex husband. I forgot his name. Kevin Federline. No, somebody else. Oh, I didn't even realize she had another husband. I think, right? I just only think of Kevin, her um, father of her children. Yeah. I think it was a different guy. Oh, okay. Because it was a guy I didn't I mean, what do I know, name. anyways? I don't know either. <laughs> but I do believe it was a different guy. Well, he was on live and went to Britney Spears' wedding, which is like a whole other can of worms. But that, he, like, nobody was at the wedding. It was decorated. There was security. Like, no one was there. And people are saying, like, those videos and photos are, like very photoshopped too or like green screen oh because they're all blurry is all such like a weird it's mystery. really weird so but no one really truly knows the 100 percent truth like there's no. i feel like there's a lot of conspiracies and a lot of assumptions and stuff like that but like who really knows the truth probably like her husband and her dad and that's about it Literally, that's it. I mean, that's scary. I feel bad for her, honestly. I do too, but I also wonder, like, is she really, like, mentally ill? But I just feel like, does someone get mentally ill that quick? Because, like, what, like, five years ago or so, she was doing shows in Vegas yeah. and interviews, and she seemed, like, very normal. I don't, I don't know. know how I feel like she's happens. just been kind of, like, used for money and, and kind of slaves, pretty much, by her father, because she was under conservatorship, like... For, I think, 13 years. Yeah, forever under her father. And I feel like he just kind of slaved her for money and for her to work and yeah, make exactly. money pretty much. Well, supposedly she's writing a book. Um, Ooh, that's a book I would read. It's supposed to come out this year at some point. I would read that and I, I'm not – I just have ADHD. I have a Audible. short – Yeah. I would do Audible. I think I'm going to do an audio book on that. I did an audio book <laughs> for um, – I love Holly Madison. You already know that I talk yeah, about her yeah, all the yeah. time. So I did an audio, audio – 
audio I can't talk today uh-huh. audible yeah, audiobook for her yeah audiobook and Jessica Simpson wrote a book too that one was really juicy but I would definitely get it for Britney Spears oh I need to know it all yeah and I'm ADHD too I can't read like no. I'll read a page and then I forgot what I read like I read it yeah but like it didn't register. so it would just take me like three years to actually <laughs> read it so and I want to know it I want to yeah, know it too. I'll stick with the audiobook but going into our subject of today's episode toxic moms toxic moms yeah, so we both have, like, toxic moms, no doubt. 100%. But different ways. Yes, I agree, 100%. Like, you – so for me, I didn't grow up with my mom at all. I grew up with my dad, and that was it, and an evil stepmom, which I'll get into. <laughs> she's also a toxic mom. She's not my stepmom anymore. I have a new stepmom, and she's wonderful. But my old wonderful. stepmom. We love Jen. We love Jen. Yes. Shout out to Jen. Um, but my old stepmom was horrible, but yeah, it was just pretty much me and my dad. Um, and then my mom was pretty toxic, pretty in and out, but you, you grew up with your mom. Yeah. So I feel like my relationship with my mom as like a kid slash teenager, I feel like honestly, I had my mom there like with me, but she was more of like a really good friend. Like, she never, when I needed her to be, like, an actual mom and to be there for me as a mother, um, she wasn't there. But as a friend, like, if she wanted to go shopping or if she wanted to go at brunch or lunch, like, basically things that you would do with your good friends. Yeah. It was very surface level, like, a very surface level friendship, which is so weird to say about, like, having a relationship with your own mom. But I did have her there, but, like, almost as a friend. Because especially after my parents got a divorce... I feel like that's when she was kind of like, okay, I'm going to focus on me now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so her motherly duties kind of got put on the back burner. And I'm not saying that she was like a horrible, terrible mom. Like she didn't give us food and like she didn't give us a roof over her head. She totally did. I won't discredit her on that. I feel like she did the very bare minimum as a mom. Um, and you know, she was a single mom. Like I know it's hard being a single mother. Like I can't imagine being in that situation, but she just did the bare minimum pretty much. Like she gave us a roof over our heads, food in the fridge. Um, but honestly, from what I remember, maybe, you know, I don't know if she would say otherwise, but from what I remember, that's basically all that she really offered us in her friendship from time to time. Yeah. I feel like, the my mom so I grew up with my dad and I'll start it off like kind of giving the background because I feel like our moms are like similar in that sense yes when I did have my mom so my parents got divorced when I was really young like two I want to say yeah and then I lived with my well they had joint custody because my mom lived in North Carolina at the time my dad was in the army for like Many, many years. So that's what brought them to North Carolina. My dad's from Louisiana and my mom is from New Jersey. So they moved to North Carolina together. They got divorced. I had split custody. Um, And then my mom just up, she met a man who was from New York and then just up and moved to New York. Took me with her, which is illegal. It's kidnapping. Yeah, literally. So um, my dad had no idea. He had no idea where I was, like nothing. And at the time, I want to say I was like seven like I was pretty young oh my gosh so like I didn't know what was going on and maybe I was like eight I don't know so yeah my dad hired a PI the PI found me I flew back to North Carolina and North Carolina is a mom state so they're very lenient like normally like custody always goes to the mom right um so 
they had, um, like, went to court or whatever. My dad got full custody. and As he should. Yeah. And that was it. I lived with my dad ever since. And my mom never really tried to, like, get me back. For a while, I would see her during the summers. I would go up there for, like, two weeks. Um, that happened, like, for a couple years. Uh, maybe, like, once in middle school and, like, a couple times in high school. I went up there, and then my dad got really pissed off at her one day and was, like, because he never made her pay child support. And, but he had to pay her child support when they were in joint custody, which is stupid. Anyways, yeah. so my dad got pissed off at her and took her to court for child support. She did come to court for that. Oh, I meant to say, she didn't show up to court for the custody agreement. That's oh, why my yeah, dad got yeah. custody. So, yeah. um, she did show up to court for the, um, child support. I think she only had to pay like $190 a month, which is like nothing. nothing. What the fuck can you buy for $190 yeah. oh, a month for a kid? Um, which by the way, she was so behind on child support. She never paid it. I want to say she still owes like 2,500, which in North Carolina, if you don't pay child support, they literally garnish your wages. I think you go to jail, but in New York, it's different. Like it's right. So they abide by the New York York law, which is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. And then when she would came down for court, I remember her telling me, because I cheered in high school, and she was like, I'm going to come watch your watch you cheer at your football game, and I was so excited, because at this time, I still had, like, rose-colored glasses on. Mm-hmm. Um, you were just trying to see the good in her. Right, and I yeah. just wanted that mom figure so bad, because, of like course. I said, me and my stepmom didn't have a good relationship. Yeah. She was horrible. So I just wanted a mom figure so bad, and my mom never showed up. That was, like, a repeat cycle, kind of. Like, I, I would get my hopes up. She'd tell me stuff. And then I would just be let down. And I got to the point where I was just kind of over it. And I'm, like, numb to it now because it's still, like, still in and out of my life and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, like, growing up sucks. So I feel like, like, I was just really jealous of all the girls that, like, would go. Same. You know, like, have a good mom. 100%. Like go shopping with their mom. Get their nails done with their mom. And, like, tell their mom about all their boy troubles and just like everything like and that and just have that like motherly figure that's like genuinely there for you and cares about you and protects you and wants to be there for you exactly yeah so I do feel like the good thing about that is like I know what I don't want to be as a mom. yeah so, 100% and like same for you like I feel yeah. like it makes us in a way like a better parent parent yeah, yeah we're gonna be the mom that we never had 100% so so for me my parents got divorced when I was 14. So I was in high school. I was fully aware of the situation, why it was happening, what was going on, this and that. Um, and like I said before, once my parents got a divorce, my mom went into dating like almost immediately. Like she was 100% like thinking, oh, I'm not going to stay by myself. You know what I mean? So, you know, I always tried to support her. And like, like I said about us kind of having a friendship and not her being a mother, like, I would do her hair and makeup when she went out on dates, and I would do her nails, and I would, like, dye her hair, and, like, all of this stuff, right, and it was almost like we had that friendship, and I feel like on the outside, you're like, oh, they have such a good relationship, like, they go shopping together, but for me, it was the opposite, I just wanted, like, a mother, like, I didn't care to do, like, the friend things, like, go shopping, like, that's what my friends are for, yeah, like, the superficial stuff, yeah, like, the very surface level stuff, like, for me, I just wanted to feel protected, and I wanted to, like, I just wanted her to, like, walk in my room and be, like, how are you doing, you know what I mean, like, actually, like, be, like, a caring, 
mother. And instead of doing that, she was kind of more focused on herself and like, I've never been through a divorce. God forbid I ever go through something like that. And I can imagine it's really hard. She didn't go to therapy or anything for it. So for her, you know, it affected her so much. I feel like she was finding happiness in like other men and and she would kind of like introduce them to us like almost immediately, which was really weird. Like that's something I personally would never do. Like you just met the guy and you're already like, hey guys, like this is my kids. Especially when they don't work out in the long run. Right. And like (laughs) my brother, my brother was younger. So it was also like weird for him because he didn't understand like why there was like a bunch of guys just like kind of showing up to our house. You know what I mean? Um, All the time. So it was very, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is we did have like a good friendship for a while and I always supported her and I was almost an enabler. Like I would definitely say I was an enabler um, along with certain members of the family, but I can't speak for them. I can only speak for myself, but I was definitely an enabler. And anytime like something would happen, I always felt like I was her mom. Like I'm like, okay, like text me when you get there. Cause like these guys that she was going out on dates with were not good guys. Like they were not good guys. And I would almost, I would be like her mom. Like, okay, text me when you get there. I would wait for her. I would be like, okay, I'm going to wait until she gets back on her date. Like, gets back from her date. And I would text her, like, hey, is everything going okay? And, like, she would come over back to the apartment and be like, oh, my gosh. Like, kind of spill all the tea, right? And that seems fun and all, but it's almost like... Like, stressful for you. Yeah, I'm literally taking care of my brother all day. Because he was, he's three and a half years younger. So, he was, like, 11, yeah almost 11 he was like 10 or 11 when my parents got divorced so I'm like listen he can't stay home by himself I'm canceling all of my weekend plans so I can stay here and take care of my brother and like play video games with him and like be his like second mom pretty much um make him dinner and all this stuff so it's like can I go live my life can I go be a teenager can I go do things for myself and I did I did all of those things but it was just like I feel like I had to sacrifice a lot of my childhood and like trying to be a regular schmegular teenager to kind of like worry about her and make sure she's okay and all of that and I just felt like that was her priority and for me like in high school I didn't really play any sports I ran track but I didn't take it very seriously but what I took really seriously was like performing arts like I love to sing and I love to dance and that was something like in my high school that's a big deal like, usually in some high schools, I feel like the, like, show choir kids are, like, the weirdos. And, I was like, going to say, that's, you sound like a nerd. <laughs> yeah. But, like, in my high school, like, like we were the cool kids. Like, yeah. Because we, we would sing, like, during halftime and... Okay, so y'all were a big deal. No, we were a big deal. We were kind of, like, pitch perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if I do say so Not myself. Not my own horn. Yeah. I mean, we kind of were, like, the <laughs> shit. But anyways. Um, so... We were, yeah, it was a big deal to me. And when I did musicals and when I did plays and all of that... She never really came, and I don't know if it's because she didn't want to bump into my dad or what, but she, like, never really showed up. When I was younger, I remember her, like, going to basketball games, because I played basketball when I was younger, like, way younger, like, middle school, and she would come, but once, like, my parents got a divorce, like, I think she was trying to avoid my dad at all costs, so she's like, oh, no, I'm not going to go to anything, because your dad's going to be there. And that's so heartbreaking, because, like, I don't... It's childish. Yeah, it's so childish, and I just don't understand why people wouldn't, like, why they would put their hatred towards their ex over their kids' feelings. Right. And it's just, it's very selfish, and I also know that she didn't want to go there because she didn't want to see my dad's girlfriend. 
I was about to say, like, now that I've met your mom and your dad, like, I kind of feel like your dad wouldn't have given a fuck. Like, my dad, and my dad doesn't. <laughs> like, he really does not. He doesn't, he's super, like, chill and nonchalant, like, very kind of, like, it is what it is. Um, he's not, like, a petty person. He's not a, uh, I guess, like, he doesn't care to, like, get revenge or, you know, make sure yeah. she gets, like, her bad karma, nothing. Like, he's just really just chill. And I know he, you know, their divorce was a lot and it wasn't my divorce. So I'm not going to speak on it. And I'm not going to talk about like the details of their divorce. Cause obviously I know like 1% of it. Cause it wasn't my divorce, obviously. And I was so young, but I mean, I don't know. I just feel like our relationship up until I was like 18, I just didn't feel like she protected me. I didn't feel like she wanted to be that mother that we needed because we were also going through a lot like our parents split up she had full custody um my dad was paying child support I don't know how much yeah I I totally see what you're saying um I feel like even when I met you which was what when you were like 21 21 so like I remember you were on your mom's phone plans yes and like oh (laughs) you're bringing back the trauma (laughs) And Scarlett, like, I put this in the back of the filing cabinet. <laughs> now you're taking it sorry, out. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. just kidding. No, go ahead. So I remember, like, your phone would get, like, you would send her the money for yes, your part of the phone that's bill. That's what pissed me off. And then your phone would get, like, randomly shut off. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, sis, I sent you, my like, the money to pay my phone bill. <laughs> and, like, the thing is, that happened all the way up until, like, remember your bachelorette party in Miami? Yeah, and you were like, fuck this. Guys, and Kyle's yes. We were in Miami. Okay, imagine if I had gotten, like, lost from the crowd or if I needed my phone to order an Uber or call 911, whatever. And my phone randomly got shut off when I was in, like, a completely different state. Yeah, she doesn't care. She just, no, she just didn't care. And that's when I was like, no, I've had enough. Like, I've had enough. I was at my wit's end. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how it was when I was a teenager. But once you became, like, an adult, like, your own person, like, how was your relationship with your mom? So, I never... So after high school, I want to say the last time I went to visit my mom was my junior year. Um, And then I didn't see her again for years. Like we actually quit talking for a while because this happened several times. This is again another repeat cycle with her. Like I didn't talk to her. And then when I got engaged and was planning the wedding and stuff, like we started talking again. We would talk on the phone. And she bought my wedding dress, which was awesome because my wedding dress was pretty expensive. And so that was really nice. I feel like that's another thing with her. She's like a a love bomber when she is like in my life. And she tries to almost like make up for things by like buying me stuff. like AKA your wedding dress. AKA my wedding Mm -hmm. dress. Um, You know, gifts. Like just like anytime I talk talk to her on the phone, she'd like cry about like how still like to this day, like, cries about how she feels so bad about being a bad mom and not being in my life. And then, side note, my mom has four other kids. So I'm the oldest, and she, from what I know, is a good mom to the other four kids. Like, they live with her. Um, Like, so she's actively in their life. So I'm the only one. So I feel like she has guilt from that, and I feel... Which... As she should. I'm sorry, but she she should. should feel bad for that. And... Yeah, she messed up by doing the things that she did, and then now she wants to make up for that. But anyways, yeah, so she bought my wedding dress. We were talking. She came to my wedding. I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) 
And then that was kind of a shit show um, as far as that went because... Like behind the scenes? Behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I remember I feel like I wasted like an hour and a half of my wedding arguing with my dad and my mom because they were both drinking and met at the wedding again and hadn't seen each other in a while. And then they were just arguing and my mom was crying and whatever. So that was like a whole thing. So then after the wedding, you know what? I didn't know that happened. Really? Mm-hmm. Till this day. Like that's the first time I heard of that. Really? I think so. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I mean, also I have the memory of a goldfish. So same, but that one stuck with me. It Ugh. was like in like the, um, like where they did like the cocktail hour part over there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, after my wedding, we didn't really talk much because I just, I realized that the only times we ever talked was if I texted her first. I called her first. I, like, initiated the conversations first. So one day I was like, I'm not going to call her today. I'm going to see if she calls me or texts me. Right. And she never did. And, like, three years went by. And that just shows you yeah. that she could care less to make contact first. Exactly. Which is crazy because, like, you're her daughter. And then my brother told me, because my brother's 21, mm. um, and he told me, because we're, we're uh, half-siblings, so we have mm-hmm. the same mom, different dads. Yeah. I'm an only child from my dad. But yeah, he told me that my mom just felt like awkward reaching back out to me because it had been so long, and I just feel like that's so That's weird. really selfish, because she's, she's thinking- mom. Right, and she's thinking about how it looks on her. She's like, oh, it'll feel awkward for me. Yeah. Like, no, you'd probably be happy, right? Like, you would probably be like, oh, okay, that's nice that she finally reached out after all this time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, now I really, I felt, I feel like because I'm 26, like, I'll be 27 this year, like, that void that I always had for a mom and, like, wanting that, I'm, like I said, I'm numb to it now, so I don't feel that anymore. I I I totally relate to that. Yeah, Yeah. I relate to that. And, yeah, you probably feel the same way. Like, Mm. it's... It sucks. And, like, from time to time, I'll think about it and be like, damn, that sucks. Like, I missed out on things in my childhood or, like, just other situations in life. Like, having a kid where you want your mom to be there. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then, so I never had that. And, you know, I love the girls that do have that in their life. But I, yeah, I never had that. You never had that. So that sucks. That's hard when you our mom and don't hear my baby crying I'm about to go get her but yeah it sucks when your mom and like you don't have your mom because you want someone to take care of you too always it doesn't matter how old you are and like of course we love our dads let's just give a huge shout out huge to, shout out to our, our dads my dad yeah yeah I just have to I have to I say have my to... dad is the best Oh, my God. He's, like, my heart and soul. I love my dad yeah. so much. So, I don't want to, you know, um, dim the light on our dads because our dads are the best. But, like, your dads, of course, they're there for us. And they were there for us, you know, after we had kids and stuff. But it's just, like, I feel like a mom is different. Like, a mother's yeah. love is different. Yeah, exactly. Especially, like, like we're talking about when you have a baby and you're vulnerable in that situation. So, yeah, that sucks. I mean, luckily I have a really awesome stepmom now. My yeah. dad got married, remarried the same year that me and Zach did, oddly enough. Like, they got married in I June remember that. of 2019, and me and Zach got married in August. So, she's amazing. She's literally, like, the mom I never had, and I only wish that she was in my life sooner. But I love her so much, so I feel like she fills a lot of that void for me. Like, she yeah. goes above and beyond. And then also, um, I have good... Zach's parents are divorced too, so I have really good mother-in-laws. Well, the relationship yeah. I had with my mom as an adult, um, 
was pretty much the same. Like, it kind of went on her doing the same things, like, dating really toxic men. And we would try to give her advice, like, me and her sisters and stuff. And it just, you know, she's the type of person, like, advice goes from one ear out the other. And she doesn't really care for your advice. She doesn't care for your input. She's going to do what she wants to do. It's her way or the highway. And then, like, once she gets out of the relationship, that's when, like, she tells you everything. Like, oh, my gosh, this guy was so bad. And it's like, why didn't you tell us that before? But anyways, we already knew that. Like, she's just telling us what we already knew. Um, And then once I got married, (laughs) that is when I feel like things kind of went downhill. Yeah, I feel like that, too. Um, And I didn't really get told this like the day of my wedding but like after my wedding I started hearing things you know from certain people just saying like how she was kind of acting like it was her day and I remember you telling me that she's actually really crazy yes and it's just like she wasn't acting like a mom and she wasn't being my mom the day of my wedding she didn't help out in any way she did buy my dress well she paid me back for my dress I was wondering because I remember she was she said she'd pay for your dress yes so I I bought my dress my dress was not that expensive I got it from house of cb I love their bridal I just wanted a classic like almost old hollywood glam type dress anyways So I bought it because I was like, I'm not going to wait for her to buy it. But she ended up paying me back like a week after our wedding. She paid me back while I was in Hawaii. So it worked out because I'm like, ooh, I got some money, you know, (laughs) to spend. So so she ended up paying, paying for my dress, essentially. And that's about it. She didn't help at all. Like, I'm not even talking about financially because like our wedding wasn't that expensive. We don't need help financially. But it's just like she never asked. If I needed help with anything, she didn't ask to help plan the bachelorette. She didn't go to my bachelorette party. I remember that. Yeah. She literally did not come to your bachelorette party. She didn't party. attend really anything except my bridal shower, and she didn't even help with that. She did not help with one thing, and her excuse for saying why she didn't help is because she knows, like, I like to do things, like, my own way, and I have my own style, but that's not an excuse. I'm sorry. Did she get you a wedding gift? Or no. Or was your dress supposed to be That the was the gift. Oh, okay. Quote, unquote. And, of course, I'm very grateful. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful. Like, oh, my gosh, she only bought my dress. Like, of, of course, I'm very grateful for that. But, like, like I said, going back to what I said, that she's just not, like, she doesn't have that maternal instinct. She's not very maternal. She didn't ask to help me with anything. Nothing. Not one thing for my wedding. I remember you saying And that. she was being so difficult. Like, she ended up wearing a different dress than everyone. Oh, yeah, because she was a bridesmaid, you guys. Right. She was my maid of honor. And I know traditionally, like, a lot of weddings, like, the maid of honor wears something different because they're the maid of honor, so of course. So it out, I guess. Yeah, and it was, it was a beautiful dress, but she kept making it all about her and just making these little comments that would just really annoy me. And it was making the process, like, not as fun, like... Of course, I enjoyed planning my wedding, but it just wasn't as fun because she would just say things and... Like the part where she was... <laughs> when she said that she couldn't wait for your dad to see her. Right. And um, and she couldn't wait to see your dad's reaction to seeing her. To, yeah. So Instead basically, of- <laughs> this was her like revealed to my dad my wedding day. And she was complaining about the makeup artist, and it was just a lot, you guys. And it was very, like, making everything about her. 
Um, and like for me, if it was my child's wedding day, like I would low key be like the wedding planner. No, not low key. Right. I would be like, oh my gosh, tell me, like, I will find everything for you. Like, I will do everything for you. You know, like, I want to be that for my children. I'm already so excited for that. And so my excited. Not even six months old. Right. <laughs> I have like a 19, not even 20 month old, and I'm already like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the best, you know, when the it comes to mother in law ever. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I just want to do everything for my kids, and that's just not what I got from her. So then, fast forward, um, I found that I was pregnant. I went to tell her I was pregnant because she lived in South Carolina at the time. And I told her I was pregnant, and she, you know, was excited, of course. But there was a comment she made that did not sit right with me. Until this day, it still doesn't. She said, it's so funny you say you're pregnant. I just took a pregnancy test right before you got here. Wait, I don't think you told me that. And even Kyle was like. Oh, she said that in front of Kyle? Yes. She's like, it's literally. Yeah, because he was with me. Oh, yeah. She's like, it's literally in the trash can upstairs. And I'm like, here you go again, making it about you. And it's like, this is the thing. I don't. I'm that was like her first. Re- like, that was her first thing that came out It wasn't mind. her first reaction. Like, her first reaction obviously was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy. And, like, once we sat down and she was like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe you're pregnant. It's so funny you say that. So that way you could be like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then she was, like, talking about how the guy she was dating wants to get her pregnant. And it's just like, <laughs> girl, like, can I just have one moment for myself? Like, let me just, you wanted to make my wedding about you. You wanted to make, you know, my pregnancy about you and, like, blah, blah, blah. So, let's fast forward a little bit more. Uh, Something really, really, really crazy happened. And I'm not going to go into details because obviously, you know, of course I want to respect her privacy as well. Um, But something really, really crazy happened. And that was kind of my... I I just wanted to end things at that point. I wanted to break off my relationship with her. Because at that point, things were getting so toxic. And she was being... She was showing signs even more as just being a straight-up narcissist. Like, just didn't want to admit she was wrong, didn't want to take responsibility. She did nothing wrong, and she was lying a lot, and I would catch her in lies. And then everything was about her and being the victim. And all this was happening while I was pregnant. And I'm trying to explain as much as I can without sharing too many details, but all this was happening when I was pregnant, and it has to do with a man, a guy, and that's when I told her, if you want to be in my life, and you want to be in my son's life, then we need to do, like, family therapy. We need to do therapy, and in her mind, therapy is like a weakness. Like, oh, you want me to go to therapy? Like, what, do you think I'm a psycho? Do you think, like, I'm unwell? And she just thinks, like, you have to go to therapy if something's wrong with you. And she was like, there's nothing wrong with you, basically. No, and she still is thinking that till this day. So, like, a year and a half goes by. uh, Or a year goes by. And she's like, hey, I scheduled a therapy session. Went horrible. It went horrible. After a whole year later, she's like, oh, yeah, let's schedule a therapy session. Went absolutely terrible. We got nowhere with that. If anything, it made me more pissed off at her. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so it made me more pissed off. And so I went back over to my, you know, I went back home and I just cried the whole way home because I'm like, I can't believe like I like my own mom is just I don't think she's a bad person. I just don't think she's a good mom. Yeah. And I was crying on the way home because I'm like, also, I was like not even six months postpartum. So my hormones were kind of all over the place. I was still breastfeeding. No, actually, I think I was like four months postpartum. So I was just still kind of like, I don't know, or maybe it was just pissed. 
I mean, I don't even have to blame it on postpartum. Like, I was just really pissed and, like, angry. Um, but... But she never... Y'all never scheduled a second therapy. No, no. Okay. And so, let's fast forward a little bit to my son's first birthday party. Um, my family invited us out for dinner. And she ended up showing up without my knowledge. I didn't know at all that she was going to show up. And she said the reason why... She didn't schedule another therapy session was because I made her look dumb. Oh. If that doesn't scream narcissist, I just made her look dumb in general, supposedly, to her. If that doesn't scream narcissist and just, like, self-centered and, like, you only care about what you look like to other people, then... Because that's not the point of therapy, because who cares? Not at all. The therapist isn't... It's an unbiased opinion. It's because they agreed with you, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Because the therapist kept saying, oh, like, I'm hearing a different story from you than from her. And it was just very, like, I just walked out of there even more pissed off. I wonder if therapy would have worked if she would have, like, kept going and, like, If she actually would have made an effort and stopped playing the victim and stuff like that. So that really frustrated me. And we're going on two years now and still not a word from her. She stole a few pictures from my family's Instagram to put in her, like, you know how people do, like, my year oh God, post? Yeah. So she posted pictures of Enzo on there. But she's never met Enzo. But she's never, like, met him. So she stole pictures, basically wanting the outside world to see that she's in her grandson's life when she's not. At all, in any way, Ugh. shape, or form. Facebook is so phony. The first episode we did, we read that Reddit story of the mom that did that. That's where I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So anyways... Um, so my conclusion to this, not my conclusion, but like, I guess my final thoughts is right now we still do not have a relationship and I'm in the same spot as you. Like at this point, this sounds bad, but I just don't really care anymore. No, I feel you. I feel like, cause that's how it, it is with me. Like I, my mom's nice and your mom's a good person, but she's not she's a good mom. A good per- exactly. So like, I feel bad like completely cutting her off um but at the same time I don't really care like she's a stranger to me because like I know nothing that's going on in her life I didn't grow up with her so she's just like you know that like distant relative yeah that like still somewhat tries to make contact with you every now and then but like you have no idea who they are but like you still say I love you and stuff because you feel like you're supposed to Mm -hmm. like that's how I feel about my mom so yeah I don't know where it's gonna go from here but I feel like I don't need a mom. Like, I am a mom. I have a great stepmom. And she wasn't there in the years that I needed her the most. And now I don't that need part. her. Yeah. yeah. It's the same with me. Like, when I got married, when I got pregnant, postpartum, like, raising my son, she wasn't there when I really needed her. Like, mm-hmm. in my teenage years or whatever, like, you could have cho- – she chose the worst time not to be there for me. The worst time. And it's like I do get jealous and envious of those girls that are like, oh, my gosh, my mom literally stayed with me for two weeks straight and helped me with this and made me a sandwich and made me this. And, like, my mother-in-law was amazing. Like, she came and brought over, like, boatloads of food. Like, I'm saying I had food for, like, two weeks. Like, she made – You brought me food. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so it's like I love that. She was there for me. You know, my mother-in-law was there for me. And my godmother came and my aunts and stuff like that. But, you know, of course, you just want your mom to take care of you. Right. And I didn't I didn't have that um, postpartum. But I'm proud of you for sticking it through. And yeah, like not, of course. And not, like, giving in to her. And we'll like, do anything for our kids. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 
Because so, we're good moms. Yeah. Mic drop. Period. Mic drop. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, now that I'm a mother, I'm going to do everything for my son that I wanted as a kid. And that's that on that. That's that on that. I feel like we got a lot off our chest yeah. on that. I, that was a good Because we don't really sesh. talk about. Like, we do from time to time. But we don't really, like, vent. Like, for about me, our moms, like, like at this time. point, I just don't really care. Yeah. I don't really care. I know there was a point where you were really sad about it. I got, no, I was depressed when I was pregnant 100%. Yeah. 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 100%. I would cry probably every day for like two weeks straight. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. I was totally depressed. Like, and also I was like pregnant on top of it, like, you know, dizzy and throwing up. So it was like, Mm -hmm. there was a lot at once, but no, I was so, so sad. Like I was really sad, but like. I don't know. I feel like, and you mentioned this in another episode, it doesn't matter if it's the mom's fault or if it's the daughter's fault. It should be the mom's responsibility to fix things because you're the mother and exactly. that's your you're child. you're the parent. You're always going to be older. You're always going to be the one that should fix it. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I don't get about my mom just because she, it feels awkward, quote unquote. But I just, I couldn't imagine just, like I couldn't imagine because I have a daughter now, just not being in her life. In oh my gosh, I cannot imagine. Like, I don't care if my son did the worst thing possible, like, to me, towards me. Right. I would still do anything in my power to fix it. Exactly. Even if it was his fault or my fault, I would do anything in my power to fix it. Even if he had multiple other kids. Like, yes. I feel like it, mm-hmm. the one should still matter. Especially the firstborn. So. Right. Like you said, that's that on that. And yeah, this was a good episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. And I hope if anyone is going through something similar, just know you're not alone. And it, it has nothing to do with you no. is what I'm trying to get at. And it gets better. Yeah. Whether like the relationship gets better or whether you mentally get over it. Mm-hmm. That's a bad way to say it. But mentally, I guess like. Come at peace. Come at peace Come with it. Come to terms yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, it gets better. A hundred percent. So happy healing. If you're going through something like this, sending you all the love and lights and good energy. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys in episode four. Yes. Make sure to follow rates and yeah, we will see you guys in episode four. Bye. Bye.